Welcome to the Fearfully and Wonderfully Me podcast, a podcast designed to help you increase your influence, develop your leadership, and maximize your results. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Fearfully and Wonderfully Me podcast. Today, I have a very special guest. Promise Brackens. I first met Promise several years ago um, when Mac and I were invited to, to speak and do some leadership development um, at the company where she was working at. So it's been quite a few years since we were there and um, touched base. And I'm just so excited for Promise as she's just released her first book. And I know you are really going to enjoy hearing from her about her journey and the lessons learned along the way. So welcome, Promise, to the podcast. Thank you, Rio, for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's a, it's so exciting just to see because it has been several years probably since we first met. So tell me, uh, no, just a little bit before we got on the podcast, you were just sharing a little bit about your book, but sh- tell, tell me about the book and, and how that came to happen. Um, the book, um, my baby is titled A Product of Grace. It just talks about um, different things that I went through as a child, different things that I encountered, different storms that I went through, just growing up and becoming the lady or the woman of God that he created me to be. Um, It talks about the molestation that I endured during my childhood, um, some of my abandonment issues that I had or not feeling worthy or not feeling adequate or who God created me to be. Um, It talks about how I went through different things or different people to try to fill voids that I had instead of just being in a place and letting God help me to heal and becoming whole and at peace. Mm. You know, I love what you just said is that, I'm hearing you say, I had to learn to let God heal me, right? And I think that's so powerful because I know a lot of times we want to do it ourselves, right? We want to just say, hey, I, I, I just, and, you know, particularly when you've overcome like trauma or adversity, like you're a survivor, you're strong and you're like, I want to do it my way. I can do it. I can you kind of get in that mindset. And yet what you said was, hey, I've got to let God do some of that work too, Um so I love that. That's beautiful because we absolutely, you know, we know we can be proactive and overcome healing. It's a choice. But at the end of the day, I think that's only possible with just the, the grace that God gives us. Uh, yes. <laughs> so how did you come up with the title? Oh, my God. The title, I went back and forth with it for about two, two and a half weeks. And just thinking of the different times where I purposely went outside of God's will or the many times where I got my feelings hurt trying to do things my way. And every single time he would always welcome me back with his love, like open arms. It was never a time where I felt, oh, I can't go back to God or I have to stay away because he doesn't want me or he doesn't want anything to do with me. And it was just like God's limitless grace was what kept me or was what brought me to the place where I am today. And so I was like, oh, my God, a product of grace. That's what I am. (laughs) Yeah, that is so true. That is so perfect. 
Um, so I know you, one of the things you mentioned before we actually got on the podcast was tell me what you find most rewarding in sharing your message with other women. What I find most rewarding is how some of the young ladies um, or some of the young women have reached out to me and was just like, thank you for being transparent. Thank you for being unfiltered and not ashamed. Because there was a time where it was like, I don't want anyone to know this about my past or this part of my past is ugly and so horrific or like I'm just embarrassed about this. So I don't want anyone to know. But like just being transparent and real in the book with everything that happened in my past is rewarding to hear different ladies contact me and say, thank you for being transparent because, hey, I'm going through that too. Or, hey, I dealt with this too. And because I read your story or I've seen you talk about your journey, it helps me to open up, to heal, and to not be ashamed of, you know, of some of the things that I've gone through. Mm. Um, yeah, I just, I wish I could give you a big old hug because I know, (laughs) you know, I know that that's a tough thing to come through and it's kind of scary, right? We, we don't want to share our scars and our pain. Um, Right. And, and when you put that out there, I I like how you called your book, the baby, because it, it kind of is like, you know, just a, 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 yeah, such a, a lot of work that goes into it and a lot of growth too, when you take that writing journey. Um, but yeah, it's incredibly rewarding and it sounds like you're already just making an impact, um, in your message. That is phenomenal. So um, earlier before we jumped on here, we were chatting and you talked about your favorite Bible verse. You want to share a little bit about that? One of my favorite Bible verses um, is the Proverbs 31, where it talks about the the woman of God. It like the Proverbs 31 woman is like one of the things or one of the women that every woman of God wants to be. And I would think that like the most example or one of the best examples I can think about from Proverbs 31 is my um, grandmother. Um, She's not my biological grandmother. Um, She kind of like adopted me in when my mom and her son was married. But even after the divorce, like she still treated me as one of her own. And I tried so hard or prayed daily to be half of the woman of God that she was. She was so loving, so kind. She welcomed anybody in. I think her husband would always fuss, like, why are you letting people come in or why are you telling people we can do this? But she was one of the most giving people. And, like, even with just having to discipline or correct people, she did it in such a loving way that you couldn't even get upset or offended about it. And, like, that's the type of person that I would want to be. Um, One of my other favorite Bible verses is the 1 Corinthians 13, where it talks about love is patient, love is kind. That's, like, one of my favorites. And I have a board um, in my room that I write scriptures on every Sunday night that I get up and read every morning when I'm getting ready for work. And 1 Corinthians 13 has to be on there every single day. And sometimes I try to replace my name with promises kind, promises patient, promises not self-seeking, promise doesn't count the, you know, the wrongs that people have done to her. Mm, I love that. It's like you're writing an affirmation and 
in the form of a Bible verse. <laughs> that is phenomenal. Yeah. I've never really thought about that, but that's that's powerful. So, you know, when you talk about it, it's hard to, to write the book and share your story and, and be that shining light that your grandmother was for you to be that for others. What was if what were the things that really helped you overcome that sense of um, shame about, you know, your story? And how did how did you move beyond that? Oh, my God, it was so hard <laughs> because like even just deciding to write the book, like I wrestled back and forth like to share my story or to not share my story because like at that point when I decided to write I had already had people that were looking up to me or people that was telling me that I inspired them you know to do better so it was like God I have these people looking at me or these people that look up to me so like I don't want to give them little snippets or you know be transparent and completely honest with them about my past because then like what would they think of me or like how would they look at me would they still listen to me or would they still think oh you you know promises a vessel for God or like even if I don't ever pick up a Bible like I can look at promised life in the way that she lives and know that you know that God is real and I remember just thinking one night or sitting there praying and talking back and forth with God. And it was like, I validated you. So, you know, it doesn't matter what others think of you or what other people may, you know, may see you or how they may judge you after you share your story. Like your past is your past. And even the ugliest parts of my past, God still used them to get the glory out of it. Mm. Oh, that is so true. That is so powerful. Uh, you know, I think a lot of times we have that that perception that when we've been through something traumatic or adversity or trials that it, we're broken kind of in, in some sense. And and yet you're saying, you know what, that that's just a part of our story. And I like to use the analogy. I'm like, that's that's a chapter of your story, but it's not the whole story. Yes. And don't let yesterday's chapter decide what your chapter today is going to be or your chapter tomorrow is going to be um and that you know sure it's easier said than done just like anything but <laughs> it's, it's easy to say that we're going to overcome all those broken bits but it's harder to do sure what um what encourages you where do you find encouragement when you're struggling with some of those doubts or fears because I'm sure you had some in, in the process of writing the book and it's kind of scary putting I, it out there. I did. Um, even like with writing the book, um, I always joke with the owner of the publishing company and tell her that she's very aggressive <laughs> because there were sometimes like during the time frame that I did the book, it was like, okay, I'm not going to finish this book. Like, I don't want to do it. Or like when I got to chapters where it was still kind of hard or where I hadn't completely healed, where I just placed, you know, a temporary bandage over that wound instead of just healing. It was like, okay, I don't want to open this this wound back up because I don't want to do the healing with it. And she never let me give up. She never let me quit. And like it was one time where I think I stopped responding to her and I was like, just leave me alone. <laughs> But I think I found encouragement, like, once I took those temporary bandages off, even during the writing process, like, it was very therapeutic and healing for me because there were some things that I thought I was over and just, like, writing about them kind of, like, opened those wounds back up 
But what was encouraging, it was like each day that I would write about it, it was like I was being relieved or like letting go of baggage that I didn't know that I was still carrying around with me. Like some of those same things that I didn't want to write about or where I wanted to stop writing, those are some of the stories or some of the reviews where people were like, I'm glad you told this or I'm glad you shared that you went through this, but you made it through. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there again, we all need encouragement, right? Because there are going to be times when we have doubt or, or struggles and and just life is hard, right? And, and I, you know, I know that you're, you've gone through this writing and all of this and all that we're talking about, and you have like a real career going too, right? Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, you're trying to do all of this and go through all of this journey and this healing and writing this book and still work, you know, a regular yes. <laughs> Monday through Friday. <laughs> it was definitely hard. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's, it's one of the things is, is there's a lot of sacrifice when you take on an endeavor like this, because you're giving up some of the, f the freedom or fun time, I guess that you're certainly not watching Netflix if you're working on writing, writing a book. <laughs> right. <laughs> how do you feel like you've grown since, uh, how long did it take you to write the book? It took me about, I started in June, and I think I was done maybe the end of December, beginning of January. Yeah, <laughs> so so good. Wow. Yeah. So how do you feel like you've grown since you started? Like if you look back now and you're like, man, it's been eight, eight months or so. How much, of, how, have, how have you grown since then? I feel like I've grown a lot. While I still have some growing and improvements to do, I feel like I've grown a lot because there were some things where, um, it was like, it didn't even take God, you know, just kind of like checking my life about it. It was like, okay, there, you know, you have to work on being super, well, not just super nice or letting people run over you, but like being loving and being kind. And I think one of my biggest struggles was being patient. <laughs> and so like, I've learned, you know, how to be a little more patient with people or, you know, not just necessarily um, get aggravated or overwhelmed or frustrating when it's taking, you know, longer than I think it, sh it should take. Um, also, I think I've grown spiritually. Like, I'm more consistent now with being, um, spending time with God and just being intentional about spending time with Him to where it was like, some mornings I would get up and I would read and pray, like, if I had time. Or I was like, oh, I don't have time. I'll do it tonight when I get off. And then when I'm off, it's like, oh, I'm tired. I'll do it in the morning. So now, like, I set alarms on my phone and they're, like, meeting with God or spend time with God. And those alarms go off every morning at 5 o'clock. And so just being consistent now, you know, spending time with him, like, and not just making him – a piece of my day is like God is priority now. Like he's the first person that I talk to in the mornings now before getting on Facebook or checking text messages or Instagram, like my Bible app is the first thing I go to now. Mm. I'm a big believer in having that intentional morning routine yes. 
where you <laughs> you set the expectation for the rest of your day and and yes. <laughs> but it's it's powerful because it's like then you're driving like you're not being not everything you're not giving everything else the power to dictate your emotions for the day it's like you're you're like nope I'm gonna I'm gonna choose here I'm gonna make that yeah. And that's another thing, like, I can definitely see the change now versus, like, where there were days where I didn't start my day with prayer or spending time with God. Like, as soon as I got to work, something would aggravate me or get me frustrated. And, like, now it's like, no, if something is aggravating or frustrating, it's like, okay, hit your reset button and let's get this thing back together. Like, bring it back where it's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. It really is a, a, about that mindset shift, and 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 that's that's awesome. It's an incredible tool. So that's that's awesome, and I love you naming your alarm clock with that appointment. Like that is, that's pretty cool. Like just no, this is what I'm doing with this time. It's kind of that reminder of this is why I'm getting up at five o'clock in the morning. Ah, <laughs> uh, that yeah, I I love that. That's see, I learned something new. That that's pretty cool. So um, your book is available. Where can we find it? So my book is available on Amazon. Um, it's also on Barnes and Noble. Also, I've had people contact me directly. You know, they'll inbox me their name and address or ask, you know, how can I pay you if I want to purchase it directly from you if I want you to sign it? But it is on Amazon um, and Barnes and Noble. And if you want to purchase directly from me, you can find me on Facebook at Promise Brackens. Or you can email me at promisebrackens at gmail.com. Yeah, that's good. That way we can get in touch with you. And you're on Instagram and Facebook and all those good yeah. social <laughs> platforms. Okay, awesome. And I will I will uh, include include the link to your book in the show notes so that um, that makes that easy to to follow that. Um, Thank you. If you had like one one piece of wisdom or nugget of wisdom that you could give to someone who's maybe been through some of the same things that you've been through um what would that be if I could say one thing it would be to trust what it is that you're going through like um trust your process like I don't care how ugly your dark your storm is or how dark your days may look or what it is you're going through, whether it's from a lack of money because you're not working, whether it's from transitioning and having to live with people because you don't have a stable place to live, um, whether it's from dealing with, you know, just your self-worth and not thinking that you're enough, or even, like, in your season of singleness, like, whatever it, it is, like, trust it. Like, don't try to jump out of it. Don't try to, you know, shorten the time that you have to go through it I would say trust your process go through it grow through it because like once you get on the other side and like once you look back like you will be so grateful and so glad that you went through everything that you went through because like on the other side you'll see that God was with you and God was in everything that you went through and like just looking back on some of the things that I went through, like, I'm so glad that I've gone through the storms or gone through some of the things that I went through. And it's like, God, thank you, because it, it helped me to become who I am today. It helped me to stay humble. It helped me to know that no matter what it is that you're going through, like, God has you and you will get through it, no matter how ugly it may look. 
Mm, that's so powerful. Such a good reminder, right? A lot of times we can't we can't always see that there is a way out. But I heard a quote the other day by John Maxwell. He said, nobody ever got to the end of the tunnel by stopping and standing still, right? <laughs> we, when you're in that storm or that season, it's hard to say, I want to, I'm going to keep going, right? But, but that's yeah. how we get to the, the other side is we do have to just grow. Um, and you know, what's interesting is how much you've grown since that first time I met you a couple of years ago. And, you know, I'm just, it's just inspiring to me to see how you've been intentional about your growth and how it's paid off in so many ways, personally and professionally, um, since then. And, uh, that's what I love is just that example of when we are intentional about the process of growth, then we'll get there right if we're focusing on the right process and and the the results will come maybe not as quickly as as some of us would like right. <laughs> but it will come it's like can I have the microwave version of personal growth <laughs> I think there were some days I was praying like okay God like I've done this just go ahead and give me a snippet of what it's going to look like on the other side like, can I have a take? Can I have an appetizer? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Promise we could chat all day about that. And I know that the listeners have already just gotten some nuggets of wisdom and just some encouragement. I think if anything else, I think we all need encouragement. And it's one of the reasons I love to talk to women like you who've overcome and really embrace that they are fearfully and wonderfully made. And Sometimes it's hard to do when, when life knocks us down and we struggle and we go through trials and we have that brokenness inside and, and realizing that we are a miracle that God made us and, and has brought us through that. And uh, that's what I love about your, your story is you're just that shining example and not using as an excuse, right? You're just saying, I'm not going to be the, the victim here. I'm you're determined to just say, no, I'm, I'm not going to let that hold me back the rest of my life. And I'm so glad that I got to that point to where it was like, because there was a time where I did play the victim. It was like, I'm not getting over it. I'm not forgiving anyone. Like, no, I need an apology before, <laughs> you know, before I can forgive. But then it was like, God checked me one day and he was like, how many times have you hurt my feelings or how many times have you disobeyed me and I forgave you? And it was like, you know what? You're right. Like these people are living their life and here I am full of anger, bitterness, and just hateful. And like once I forgave, like even without an apology, it was like, I forgive them. And like, I can't use this as an excuse anymore because like, what if God did the same thing to me? Mm. Yeah, it's 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 interesting how many times we want to hold on to bitterness for something that someone did or or hurt, and it's not ours to hold on to, right? Because that debt has been paid, and we don't we don't have the right to to hold on to it. <laughs> and it's so much better when we let it go. Life is life is just so it much better. Is. <laughs> it is. Well, promise I look forward to just seeing what the, the next season for you um, as you start this kind of this new chapter of with your book and sharing your message and your story and um, 
you know, I just think that, that God is going to be able to use you in, in powerful ways. So looking forward to seeing what that looks like. Thank you so much, Rhea. Absolutely. Take care. And I'm going to, again, we can get in touch with you. Share your uh, Facebook in it um, one more time. Hi. Facebook is Promise Brackens, Promise, like <laughs> I promise, last name B-R-A-C-K-E-N-S. Okay, so that's the best way to reach out to you. And you're also on Instagram, and I know you'll be putting out some blurbs uh, and things like that. So that's how they yes, can connect to follow you. All right. <laughs> Well, take care, my friend. Thank you so much for sharing just a little bit about your story with the Fearfully and Wonderfully Me um, audience. Thank you for having me.